Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you haven't been here with us, Paul, the Apostle Paul, is writing this letter to the saints in Ephesus, and we talked about the saints. That's every Christian, so this letter is to all of us. And the last part of chapter 2, the Apostle Paul talked about how Jesus loves both the Jew and the Gentile, and, you know, the Jews hated the Gentiles, uh, and, you know, they had reason that the Romans uh, were occupying Israel. They had overtake, they'd taken over the country, and the, the Romans were Gentiles, and basically the Jews were, you know, the Jewish people, and everybody else is Gentile. And so uh, Jesus died, though, for Jews and Gentiles, and Paul talked about how uh, God loves Jews and Gentiles the same, and uh, really, that, that's synonymous for every people group, that God loves everyone equally. And God isn't into, um, you know, whatever, race division or, or whatever it is that people say these people's lives matters or whoever, right? God, every life matters to God. And so the Jews had a hard time with this, though, because they believed they were God's chosen people and everybody else wasn't. And so Paul now uh, is going to talk about uh, how... God used him to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. Verse 1, he says, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles. Now, uh, he's writing to those in Ephesus, and they were Gentiles. And uh, the reason that Paul was in prison is because he brought the gospel uh, of Jesus to the Gentiles, and it upset the Jews, and the Jews wanted to kill him. And so, uh, note, though, that Paul doesn't consider, now he's writing this from prison, but notice what he says in verse 1. He says, prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles. He doesn't say I'm a prisoner of Rome, right? Paul doesn't consider himself a prisoner of Rome. Uh, Jesus Christ is in control of his life. And Paul is saying that I am who I am in Christ, and I am where I am because of Christ. Now, this is a, a great insight for us because sometimes we can think that when we're in a bad situation or we're in a place where whatever it is, things aren't going the way you want, we can think this is not God's will because things aren't going the way I want. But Paul is in prison for preaching the gospel. Now, raise your hand if you think that's a great plan for your life. <laughs> How many of you want to go to prison for talking about Jesus, right? I mean, yet Paul says, hey, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. And, you know, Paul wrote uh, to the Ephesians and to the Colossians and to the Philippians, which we're going to read the Book of Joy, while he was in prison. And uh, he was in prison for sharing the gospel to the Gentiles. And what happened was in Acts 21, uh, they thought that Paul brought a Gentile into the uh, temple in Jerusalem. And so the Jews uh, started beating Paul to death. And then the Roman soldiers came and stopped him. And uh, they took Paul. They were going to put him in the Roman barracks. And Paul said, can I talk to these people? And Paul starts telling the Jews about, you know, his testimony. He said, I'm a Jew. I studied under Gamaliel, one of the greatest uh, Jewish teachers ever. Uh, I'm zealous for God, just like you guys are. He's talking to the Jews. And he explained how Jesus changed his life on the road to Damascus. and. Uh, they were all good with all that. But then when Paul said something about the Gentiles, they wigged out. In, in Acts 22, verse 21, then he said to them, uh, he said to me, depart 
and I will send you far from uh, here to the Gentiles. And they listened to him until that word. So he was telling the Jews about how God had called him as a Jew to go tell the Gentiles. And when he said the word Gentile, they flipped out, right? And uh, the Jewish rabbis thought in those days and taught in those days that Gentiles were basically fuel for the fire of hell, right? So, so the Jews believed that the rest of us just existed to, we were fuel for hell, right? Just hell needs some to burn. So that was for the Gentiles. Now, in Acts 22, 22, uh, it says, and they listened to him until this word, and then they raised their voices and said, away with him, such a fellow, uh, such a fellow from this earth, for he is not fit to live. Now, why is he not fit to live? Because he wanted to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who were not Jews, right? To the Gentiles. Now, I don't know what you feel about when you talk to somebody about Jesus. I don't know how often you talk to people about Jesus outside your little bubble, you know, your home or whatever, but at work or at school, if someone asks you what you do this weekend, go to church, what you talk about at church, I don't know how you feel when you talk to people about Jesus and the Bible and church. Are you comfortable? Uh, do you feel like that there's a little, you know, uh, you know, tension, you Christians, you know, whatever. Uh, but imagine like for Paul, he went out telling people about Jesus and they beat him to death and put him in prison. And he's like, yeah, right on, let's go. <laughs> I mean, like he won the Super Bowl, and they asked the quarterback after he wins the Super Bowl, where are you going now? I'm going to Disneyland. They asked Paul, you got beat to death. You're thrown in prison. What are you going to do tomorrow? I'm going to tell people about Jesus. Right? I mean, Now, that's the attitude that Paul has, right? And, and I think for us, we live in a society where slowly secularism is sort of, you know, taking over our culture to the place where they make it seem like if you talk to people about Jesus or you invite someone to church, that it, it's worse than giving them fentanyl. You're like, Ooh, did you say Jesus? I mean, if you gave him fentanyl, like, oh, no, what else you got? I mean, but, I mean, Jesus is like, whoa, that's just a bad word. But that's because our society has drifted far from, you know, God and, and what our founding fathers started out with. So he says in verse 2, Indeed, you have heard of the dispensation of grace of God, which was given to me for you. So uh, the Apostle Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees, and he was called to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And uh, the very people that Paul despised the Gentiles, who he thought were fuel for hell. God called him to share the gospel with them. Now you say, what does that have to do with us? Well, have you ever thought that God might want you to share the gospel or invite someone to church who is the person that annoys you most in life? You ever thought about that? Right? Now some of you are thinking, no, Pastor Bob, God wouldn't do that. Well, he did it to the Apostle Paul. He was a Pharisee that when they would walk through Gentile territory, when they would come out, they would shake the dust off their feet like we don't want that Gentile dust in our city, right? I mean, just he was so, you know, against the Gentiles, and yet God calls him to share with them. And I think this is a great concept for us to think about. Maybe you work with someone or you have a neighbor that really annoys you. They do things that bother you. They make you upset that God would want you to pray for them and invite them to church or to talk to them about Jesus, right? Because that's basically what God did for Paul. And you say, well, would he do that to anybody else? Well, yeah, because he loves the people that you work with, your neighbors who are annoying. Uh, years ago, uh, I think our second house, uh, we had some neighbors that would, you know, play loud music and, uh, you know, when I was trying to sleep. And, and, you know, when I was a partier, that was okay. But now I'm a Christian. I want to go to sleep at night. And so they're throwing parties. And I asked my wife, should I call the cops? Should I just get my gun out and go over there? I mean, like, what? <laughs> and, and, you know, and my wife was like, no, we just be gracious. You know, it's like, all right, yeah. And, and God wants us to think about the people who we are most annoyed by that we want to pray for them, invite them to church. Because here's the good news. When they get saved, 
they're they're different, right? So uh, God calls Paul, this Pharisee, this you know Jewish Pharisee, to, to the Gentiles. Verse three: How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I briefly uh, written already, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to the holy apostles and prophets. Now, what is the mystery that God revealed to the apostles? Well, he tells us in the next verse, verse 6, that, here's what it is, the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. So the mystery was that the Jews struggled with this idea that God would make the Gentiles equal in their relationship with God as the Jewish people. They thought, we're the chosen people, but God said, look, I love all people. And so the Jews, they thought they were better than the Gentiles. Now, I have some illustrations that I could use, but I'm thinking I probably shouldn't, right? I'm thinking like liberal people who live in big cities, they look down on the flyover states. You guys know what that is? You know, like Hillary, she was like, oh yeah, the flyover state people, us, we're worthless, right? Because you don't live in a big city. You know, whatever. I, I don't exactly understand, but you know, they kind of look down on us. Your people like to live in the country, can't see your air. I mean, you breathe it, you can't see it. I mean, it's like, yeah, whatever, you losers. I mean, but, you know, uh, every group of people, there's always groups of people that look down on other people, right? And so uh, I, I kind of think that super liberals look down on people who live in Idaho, you know, like you Idaho people. Yeah, horses out there. I'm like, yeah, we do. Uh, but uh, verse seven, he goes on to say, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. So Paul became a minister, which means servant, right? So if you feel like God's calling me into ministry, the word minister means servant, right? So that means calling you into servanthood, right? And Paul said that God called him into ministry, how? By, notice it says, his power, right? The power of the Holy Spirit, God's power. Paul's acknowledging that his good works, that God is working through him in his life, happen because of the power of the Holy Spirit. It's nothing of himself. But he said that God called me, God empowered me. Uh, there in Acts 1, remember when Jesus said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So God <clears throat> said, look, I'm going to give you this power, this, this supernatural power. And there in Acts 1.8, that word power, the Greek word is dunamis, and we get the word dynamic, and we get the word di dynamite from it, right? And so it's this dynamic power that God puts in you to have boldness and to share with people God's grace and God's love. And so why, uh, why do we need it? Well, because without it, we can't accomplish his purposes. And uh, we can't, you can't, I can't accomplish God's purposes in our own might and our own power because God's work is supernatural. And when God causes you to pray for somebody or invite someone to church or share the gospel with somebody, it's a supernatural work. You get to be involved. But unless the supernatural power of God is working in it, well, then it's not going to amount to much. In Zechariah 4, 6, he said, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, right? It's, it's not really our effort. I mean, we're involved in the work that God wants to do through us, but it's his power. It's his supernatural work. And I love that because I don't have to work my way into heaven. I don't have to work my way into having God love me. He loves me just the way I am. And he wants to do great things in our lives. But we get to choose if we want to. Verse 8, he says, to me, who am less than the least of the saints. Now, in verse 8, uh, there, that's what Paul thinks about himself, less than the least of the saints. Now, uh, Paul also said in 1 Corinthians 1 for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, 
But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. That's how Paul saw himself, right? He saw himself as that, I'm just an average person. Now, even though he was a very intelligent person, he'd been very educated in, you know, uh, the, the Jewish religion, yet Paul saw himself as just a normal guy that God was working through. He was very humble. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, We'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you. May you have a great day. Today is the day.